Changes in just 35 to 40 years. Hi, and welcome to the A&J PEI Treasures E. Jean Simpson author blog post and podcast. I'm your host, Jean, coming to you from the beautiful province of Prince Edward Island, Canada. The blog post and podcast is an opinion piece and only reflects this author's opinion and not that of any other entity. I hold no designations in politics, economics, or medicine. I'm retired from the mental health field and I am a humanitarian and speak from that viewpoint only. Whether you agree or not, at least I hope it makes you think. This week, I reminisce about workplace life, education, and general things as they were 35 or more years ago when I would have been in my early 20s and late teens. If you want to find out more, then stay tuned. This week, we had National Coming Out Day. With all the posts, it took me back to when I was in my late teens. You see, I had a friend who was gay. I had no idea. I didn't go looking for signs. He was nice to me. I liked him. End of story. I didn't pry into his personal life. He was there for me for some of my rough times. I never thought about much. He kept his letters. Yeah, we wrote letters back then. Light. I emailed him my news. We shared stories. Then one day he finally said he had something to tell me. He did it in a letter. He thought I had grown up enough to tell me. I didn't know what made him reach that conclusion. He was gay and is gay. Had been when we were in university, presumably all his life. I never thought to question that. I was surprised somewhat. My response was sensible, though. I'm not sure totally sensitive. I thanked him for trusting me enough to tell me and said it was not what I would wish for him because some people would treat him differently. I can't remember all the details, but flash forward to October 12, 2022. I read about it being National Coming Out Day and started to think back on those days. I feel remorse that he couldn't come out to me for many years. I may have been in my 30s when he finally did. He attended my wedding solo when I was in my early 20s. I looked on him like family, and yet he had to hide this from me for so many years. So can we become better people? It must be possible. My friend finally was able to come out to me. I understand why he didn't back then. It wasn't the same. I was young and had very little idea about life. I hope that people now are having an easier time. I hope that coming out isn't a tragedy, yet I know better. People are still fighting that same battle. They are hamstrung by some of society that looks for reasons to make it wrong. Sad to see people looking for reasons to put them down. It is sad. I hope that we can move forward somehow and not cherry-pick what we see as sinful. I hope that religion will understand that they have a part to play in the bullying and sickness that is occurring in society, and they have the power to change this. The power rests with all of us. Another thing that has changed, back in my early 20s, I worked for a provincial government agency. One day they had a contractor. He came in, and I can't really remember the whole exchange, but what I do remember is they slapped me on the rump. I was seething. I think I seethed for quite some time. I then did something that most people would not have done. I went to my boss at the time. He was a good man with a family. I poured out my ire. I was fuming. 
I think I lectured him a good hour on it and how ticked off I was. He said very little. He was a man of few words, but of good action. The next day I received an apology. I still have the spice rack the contractor made by way of apology. The boss, along with some other good bosses I've had over the years, are now deceased. May they rest in peace. The latest generation seems to have more trouble with bullying in the workplace. I wonder how much of that is due to the fact that there's a lack of true communications that children have. When one looks, generally everyone has a cell phone tied to them in some way. They see all sorts of stuff we never saw. As child, we had books, we had radio, and we had TV with limited channel selection. How did TV change? Well, when I was a child, there were some sexist things that wouldn't pass the censors now. However, at the same time, in the earlier years, the TV shows tended to have good guys and bad guys. There was still some respect for authority. Mary Tyler Moore had a show that was sweet, funny, and addressed some social issues, as did some other programs. There was respect for older people. I don't say this lightly. When I was in late junior high, someone complained to the school that some little old lady had difficulty walking as no one moved from the sidewalk. We were strictly told that we'd lose off-property privileges if we continued. We thereafter made sure to let little old ladies pass. School still has some authority over students at that time. They work to instill ideas of rights and privileges and that rights come with responsibilities. As I got older, TV became more complicated that way. They had less clear, good, or clearly bad. Though a lot centered on things like paramedics doing a good job of helping people, the police still always got the bad guy, and some of those police were women. When I went to university, there wasn't a lot of time watching TV. There were social things, studies, and library. We had to use a card catalog. Nothing was online when I first went to university. The plus to that was that one found a lot of extraneous information, which was interesting, but I could get lost in it for quite a while if not careful. Now, no one would think to pass in handwritten essays. When I did my first degree, that was the norm. I don't know how some of the professors managed. Well, I sort of do. I found out much later, though. Professors could get a teaching assistant from the students in the upper degrees. I became one when I was in my other degrees. I was older. One professor said I had more patience with students than he did. I'm not sure I'd be as patient nowadays. Did we do stuff we shouldn't? Of course we did. In my first degree, I remember we got drunk, we got involved in protests. However, there were rules to behavior. I once did a study for a class on the rules for students in the particular university. It was interesting to look back on the university housing. I learned things about why there were certain things in some of the dorms. One of the most interesting was in male dorms, they had something that came out that made the bed into a couch. This was from the early days when men were first allowed to invite a lady to visit. They would have to sit against it with at least one foot on the floor at all times. This was, of course, before my time. In my time, they had sign-in rules. You had to sign out your male guests at a certain time. I think by my final degree, they were allowing men and women to live in the same dorm. I'm not sure the arrangement for this. I was out of dorms after I finished my first degree. I never bothered to visit dorms after I finished my first degree. I was, though, proud to live in the dorm that was associated with the name of an ancestor. I was, of course, a, just a poor distant relation, but had heard stories from my grandfather's experiences with him. 
There's always forward momentum with universities. The usage of non-specific gender language started around the time I went for my second degree. I remember the conversation with the professor who stated that he knew I was a hardworking student, so he assumed that I didn't know this, so he would give me a chance to do a rewrite. He explained gender-neutral language. I might not have liked it as it meant I a rewrite, but after understanding that it was a way to give both men and women equal opportunity in academia, I became more content about being careful with the language. After time, it became second nature. Also in psychology, the use of tentative pronouns became necessary as well. As they say, nothing is definite. Nothing is always and things can change. This seems a good philosophy for life. You don't have to stay stuck in patterns that do harm. You don't have to stick to the same routine if it isn't working for you or harming others. Even when I was in high school, if you indicated wanting to go to university, they expected more of you. At least in my time, they knew you'd have to be able to think critically. They knew if you were not able to make the cut, they would be judged as lacking in what they taught you. You were expected to pass in work that would seem appropriate to your aspirations. University didn't coddle you either. You were expected to pass in work and do it as well as you could. You were expected to show respect to your professors. Some classes made attendance mandatory and others did not. Sociology classes, I did tend to enjoy them. They seemed the easiest for me. I love psychology and that is what I made my life goal. I did reach it before my health gave way. Back to sociology, I loved it because it made us think about various social rules. This came easy to me. The classes made us think. Women's studies encouraged us to think about life of women in the media or elsewhere and how we worked in the world. Some classes even allowed us to dissect nursery rhymes. I had loved this type of thing since I was a child. One particular professor was somewhat gossiped about, but would encourage students who showed specific interests. I looked him up when I came back later on. I found out that he had passed away from cancer. May he also rest in peace. I took sociology as an elective. High school, I learned to work hard. At university, I learned to think. I'm not sure if it is the same now. I don't understand how they consider that university doesn't prepare you for the real world. You have to think. You have to think critically. Perhaps people aren't internalizing what they learn, or maybe university has changed. I don't know. Maybe thinking critically is a negative that the modern workplace sees in it. They would get less yes people and more people thinking. I think from what little I see, the yes people seem to make it further than the ones that say, hold on a minute, what about? The world needs some of both, but the seconds seem to get short shrift. So this just gives a taste of how the world has changed in the past 35 to 40 years. This is the world that I knew. This is the world that I was brought up in. It is a different world. Yes, there are things I missed from the regular world. I caught up on a lot of that when I left school and worked in the real world. The most important things I learned was that I can educate myself on various topics and various issues. I can move forward. I can learn to be a better person. If I can, you can too. Whether you agree with me or not, I hope I made you think. Thanks for listening to my podcast and or reading my blog post, and thanks for your interest in ANJPEI Treasures. Keep watching because we're always working on something. Thank you. My blog posts are available on WordPress and Goodreads. Podcasts are available on Anchor 
FM, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, just to name a few. My ebooks can be found on Smashwords. I'm no longer on Amazon. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and LinkedIn, and I have links to all those in my blog post right up and in my podcast. Thank you for reading or listening. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.